Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Um, this is our Oscar prediction podcast. I'm here with resident pop culture expert Jen Shin. Jen, you want to say hi? Hello. Um, so, yeah, so this is for... This is in preparation of the Academy Awards on Sunday. It's on Sunday, right? It's on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, so we have a ballot. We each have a ballot in front of us that we uh, took about 30 seconds to, to fill out. And if you have a ballot... I guess do people do office ballots, right? Yeah. Or office pools, yeah. Right? I, I think I think a lot of people do that. Um, I I fill out a ballot by myself for myself. <laughs> oh, oh wait, so wait, when you, I thought you. No, that, I don't. Oh, it's just for you. Yeah. Okay, because I'm a cool. loser. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I do I do the same thing with like other stuff. It's fine. Sure. Um, so if you don't know who to pick, and you're like, oh, man, I really wish they would do one about the Oscars. Well, you're in luck. Totally. Um, Steve so, and I are going to make you win your pool. That's right. That's right. I, I think, think I think so. I certainly think so. All right. Um, so here's what we'll do. They're, we're only going to cover the major categories, right? Best picture, director, actor, actress, so on and so forth. Um, and we also have the odds for the winners. Um, I'm looking this up on Patty Power. Dot com. I hope that's legit. Uh, or not legit, but like, you know, good. You're endorsing um, a site that is like... Yeah, I imagine it's just, they're just making... It's like yeah. some dude just making things <laughs> yeah. up. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm referencing pattypower.com. And uh, so I'll reference the odds, some of the favorites. And um, so we what we did was we filled out our ballot and we compared and saw which ones we agree on mm-hmm. and which ones we disagree on. So we'll start with the ones that we think are, are surefire yeah, there are a couple of categories this year where I think it's pretty much a lockdown. So mm-hmm. Steve and I can sort of just walk through those and not waste our time talking about those because exactly. yeah. no, there's people no, are going to win. Yeah, there's no point in talking about the ones we think are, are obvious ones. So uh, the first one that we agreed on was Best Director. Um, and then, so who did you have on, on your ballot? So I... Um, I don't know. I think I really think that Inuritu for The Revenant will mm-hmm. win, mm-hmm. and he actually recently just won the Director Guild Award. Is that like a huge? Is that it's like a the, huge indicator? It's, yeah, it's a huge yeah. indicator. I will say though, before we move on, move on, mm-hmm. um, that the Academy is made up of um, a majority of actors, so. Oh. I feel like interesting. yeah, it's a very interesting um, fact about the very little known about Academy. How'd you but find that out? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, but. it's a thing, um, and so for me, like the winning producers guild or directors guild, I don't think means as much in terms of like if you win the Screen Actors Guild award, right. I feel like that puts you at a better chance of winning one of these awards because of that like makeup yeah, of yeah for sure. So I don't know what percentage of um, the Academy are made up of directors, but he won the DGA, so that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Inaritu is, if you look on pattypower.com, is the overwhelming favorite. His odds are 1, one to 10 that, that he wins. And in second place, um, the second most likely candidate is George Miller, and his odds are 7 to 1. So I want George Miller to win. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's an outside chance yeah. That he wins, but I mean, not enough where I noted it on my ballot. And you know what? Like, if we're looking at a career, he Inaritu just won this award for Birdman last year. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. So, 
I think there's a, you're right. I think there's a really good chance that um, George Miller will win, mostly because I don't think Mad Max will win any of the other. It's not going to win any. Yeah. Else. So, yeah. Um, and also he's like an 80 year old man, and <laughs> <laughs> and this is his like vision dream yeah. project that he worked on for years and years and years. So um, it couldn't go that way. But I think Steve and I are putting our oh for sure in a redo. For sure. Um, I think this next category is the the most surefire mm-hmm. thing in this, in this whole in this whole ballot. So best actor, you and I both have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio winning for The Revenant. I don't even think it's worth. Nope. It, it, here, the the odds are are one to one hundred, right? Yep. So you'd have to bet a hundred dollars just to win a dollar back. That's how sure. They are that he's going to win. Uh, in second place, they have Eddie Redmayne for the Danish Girl, and the odds are twenty to one. Um, yeah, this I this is you can't get more sure. Than I this. hope he is preparing his um, politically correct speech <laughs> because he will definitely be up there on Sunday night, um, which you know makes me really happy because he's been nominated multiple times mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's ever been as front runner as he has Probably been. Not, yeah. For this year, my secret dream is that he wins the Oscar. This takes, this is a check off of his bucket list, and then he can go make like a cute rom com. I mean, you, you know what? I um, like you laugh, but you think not. I don't know about rom com, but like something. No, lighter. no more like biopics. No more three hour movies about tortured people, Leo. Yeah, like he can we, just we get it. You yeah. can act, and you can like torture yourself to like. Be the actor. Yeah, I, th- but I think, but something fun, maybe like a yeah, comedy yeah. or something. You know, um, dream for sure. Uh, here's the next one. Um, also agreed on this. So, best actress. Uh, who did we have? Brie Larson for Room. Brie Larson um, for sure. And I, here's a here's a here's a caveat. As we were filling out this ballot, I admitted to Jen. I was like, oh, I don't know who to pick for best actress, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen you so incredulous. <laughs> Before, Sorry, or I, I was so rude. I was like, <laughs> like serious. Um, so yeah, Brie Larson for sure. I think we we both have have winning. Um, well, I get, you have struggled because of Kate Blanchett. Yeah, your the, Mount Rushmore, the goddess. Yes, Kate Blanchett. Um, to be honest, though, um, I think everybody knows what a great actress Kate Blanchett is, obviously, and I think that her work in Carol has been very much lauded, but. She, I, to me, she's not even the second or third yeah. um, runner-up or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, it's interesting you you mentioned that on Patty Power they have Brie Larson overwhelming favorite uh, one to twenty five. Okay, so not is that not as high, that's not as high as Leo DiCaprio. No, it's still ridiculously yeah. high though. Um, in second they have uh, I don't how do you say this? Sersha, I yeah, think Sersha Ronan for Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, her odds are twelve to one, and yeah, Kate Blanchett and Jennifer Lawrence are tied for third, forty to one. Oh, that's so interesting because I thought somewhere in there, Charlotte Rampling for 45 years would be like second or third. Oh, really? But I just a quick comment before we move on. Uh-huh. Um, she, shortly after the nominations were announced, um, she did say in some radio interview that, um, you know, like this whole Oscar so white movement was racist to white people. Oh no! Yeah, Why and she like clarified that? her comments later, but Why like the damage do was done, and so like I just feel like maybe that's why she's in last place. Maybe, but I really thought she had a good chance. But mm. no, this is going to be Brie Larson. Cool, cool. Uh, let's go to supporting actress. 
Actress. So we had, for Best Supporting Actress, uh, Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. Thank you for teaching me how to pronounce her name <laughs> last time. Um, you know, when we first recorded our reactions to the Oscar mm-hmm. nominations, I was so sure that she was going to win this. Mm-hmm. I'm still going with her, but now I'm actually not 100% sure that she's going to she's the front runner. I think she is still, but I think Kate Winslet has like caught up. Oh, are you on the Kate Winslet train too? Well, I'm on the train in the sense that I well, think she has a very good chance yeah, yeah. of winning. Like her job's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think you and I both have, yeah, you and I definitely both have Vikander uh, winning. And then I told you this was the one where I feel like uh, someone else has an outside chance of winning something that you and I both agree on, which, um, you know, I think is Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. That performance was, was so good. So on... On the odds are for Vikander one to two, and in second place they do have Winslet ten to three. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think she's got a chance. I, I wouldn't be super surprised to be honest if, if yeah, Kate Winslet won. I think won, this can you know? actually go either way, yeah. but I think I think we're gonna stick with Alicia. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do animated. Do they have it here? Oh, they might not have it on on here. Um, but either way, for best animated feature film, uh, who do we have? Uh, Inside Out. I don't really think we need to talk about this anymore. The I've never title. even heard of the other films. Um, I've heard really good things about Animal Lisa. Um, it's a stupid name. <laughs> but honestly, it's not even worth talking about because Inside Out is going to definitely win this one. Oh, I found it. There's a, like, a little drop-down menu. Uh, yeah, oh my god. It has the same odds as Leo. Yeah. Um... All right, let's do... Oh, and then the last one is... Uh, the last one we agreed on was Best Original Song, and we had Till It Happens to You, The Hunting Ground. Um, I think the only reason we chose it was because it's Lady Gaga. That's her song, yes. right? Um, and this is something that we talked about like right before we got on, but um, I think award shows love it when there's like a cross crossing of like industry. So... I mean, you see this at the Emmys all the time. Whenever, like, a movie star comes on a TV show, they love Mm -hmm. it. You know, they love Kevin Spacey on House of Cards. They love uh, Matthew McConaughey when he was on, uh, what, True something? Detective? True Detective, yeah. Um, Like, they love that. And I think the Oscars love it when they have, like, pop stars that do songs. They love, you know parading them on yeah. stage and giving them an award and all that stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, it's also it's also a televised event that mm. brings in ratings. And mm. so the producers do – not that I think the producers um, have a say in who gets nominated or whatever because they don't. But it helps when sure. a big star like Lady – I don't know. She's still big, but I guess she is um, – will be performing this song on Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, okay. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the good stuff. Here's the good stuff. Let's work our way up to... Yeah. To, okay. Yeah. So uh, the first one that we disagreed on was Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go first because I'm probably wrong. So I have... Winning for best adapted screenplay. So the the nominees are The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, Martian, and Room. I had Room. Mm-hmm. What did What did you have? So I have The Big Short. Um, honestly, I can't talk about best adapted screenplay, best original screenplay, without kind of referring back to what I think is going to happen. Fair. Best picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I think that out of these five um, choices, and with the exception of Carol, they're all nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, in this list, I think The Big Short has the best chance of winning Best Picture. So that's why I went with The Big Short for Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Room is a great book. It's a great movie. It's a great screenplay. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know that... Um, it just doesn't scream like mm. Oscars to me other than this whole Brie Larson thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I think um, the more we talk about it, the more embarrassed I am. Why? Because here's the thing, I right? I bet you so much that you are going to come out the winner. No, 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 no. You, you know why? Because here's what I'm thinking about. You're right. We can't, It's hard to reference original and adapted screenplay without mentioning uh, Best Picture, but... I mean, like, spoiler alert, I don't think Big Short is going to win Best Picture, mm-hmm. but they need to win something. Yeah, that's and so, what I think will happen. You know, I think, in hindsight, I think I should have done Big Short for Adapted Screenplay because I don't think it's going to win win Best Picture. Um, so on Patty Power, they have the Big Short is the overwhelming favorite 1-12, to 12, and in second place, they have Room 6-1. to one. Oh, So okay. that, sound, that sounds about right. Um, let's do original... Screenplay. Who do you who do you have winning uh, best original screenplay? Um, so the nominees were Bridge of Spies, mm-hmm. Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. I feel like this can go different ways depending on how people feel. Mm. I'm gonna stick with my choice, and I think Spotlight's going to win. Patty Power agrees with you. Mm-hmm. The, the odds agree with you. I, I this was the only one where when we were. Mentioning who we chose, you laughed at me. <laughs> this is the and this is the only one where you told me there's no chance, right? I don't know why. I, and this, I think, besides um, best supporting actress, this is the one that I took the longest on. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, the odds agree with you. You, you said Spotlight. Is yes. that what you said? Yeah, their overwhelming favorite, one to ten. Um, my choice, Ex Machina, is in last <laughs> uh, with forty to one odds. Um, I don't know, I, I just assumed, not assumed, I just, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they won something? You know, because I yeah. felt like everything else kind of has, well, besides Straight Outta Compton, uh, Ex Mike and Straight Outta Compton are the only ones that kind of have the only thing, right. this is the only thing they're uh, really nominated for, yeah. so I was thinking maybe it's got an outside chance of winning, there's, al- mean, there's always that one category where there's like a, uh, yeah, a huge underdog mm-hmm. that wins, and that I was kind of my rationale. that... I totally get your rationale. I can totally see why you applied it to applied it to this category. Um, I just think that sometimes when a movie or yeah, when a movie is nominated for like basically no other category, it's it doesn't it doesn't bode well for that movie either. Um, and so. All of these movies, other movies, with the exception of Straight Outta Compton, but that goes back to hashtag Oscar So mm-hmm, White, um, mm-hmm. are have are multiple nominees in other categories. Right. So I just I think Ex Machina's reward for uh, being a good movie is probably the, the nomination, nomination itself. Yeah. Um, in my heart, I would love Inside Out to win. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll just give it, give um, you know the best animated feature film award yeah. to it and uh, I like thought about this because 
I was like, well, if there's such a backlash about the lack of diversity, like, yeah, will will they will they give this award to straight out of Compton? But that makes no sense because a like the writers are white <laughs> and b it's not represented anywhere else. Yeah. And I just I just don't think that's gonna happen. So I, yeah, we touched on it the last time, right? Which is like if you if you're put in a difficult situation, like the Academy is where. Um, you have a movie that is predominantly black, and the only people that you nominated were like the white participants. Which is coincidental. It's coincidental. Totally coincidental. I, I'm not saying that's what they did mm-hmm. intentionally. I'm saying that's the position they're yeah. in. When you're in that position, it I don't care who you are. Like it's going to affect the way you vote. Yeah. You know, and it's like I don't know what. It's a lose lose situation because it's like if they don't win for that, they're like. Oh my God, you didn't reward them for anything, but if they do win, it's like, oh, see, I knew you did it on purpose. You know, so it's, I, man, like, I'm, I was actually trying to think what I would do because I know it would affect the way I voted. Mm-hmm. And that was, besides Ex Machina, which is definitely not going to win, um, that was the other one I was thinking of. Where I was what like, are the odds for Straight Outta Compton? Uh, straight Outta Compton, it, it's actually tied with Ex Machina. Oh, okay. they're both They're both in last, <laughs> okay. 40 to 1. Interestingly right. enough, um, so Spotlight is the 1 to 10 favorite. Uh, Inside Out is in second place. It has the second highest odds, six that. to I one. I would love to be wrong in this category. It, but I also have not watched Spotlight yet, so I can't really say. Oh. Yeah. Great. great. Okay. Great, great. Um, let's see. What's the next one? Where am I? Um, is it Best Supporting oh, Actor? Yep, Best Supporting Actor. Um, so Best Supporting Actor, we have uh, Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark, how do you say that name? Rylance. Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies. Are you guessing or do you know? Uh, educated guess. Okay. Um, so so you're just like good at reading. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Um, so I'm I, a little bit surprised with that my, we with diverged my, and then also with your choice. Y- you know what? My choice isn't consistent with what I've been saying uh, up to this point. <laughs> but uh, for Best Supporting Actor... I chose uh, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight. I think if the award could go to, like, the most beloved actor, mm-hmm. it would definitely go to Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. I think the stacks are too... Whatever, stacked... Oh, whatever. It's, it's, the odds are stacked. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I may be able to read, but you can say this <laughs> better. Um, and so... You know what? Sylvester Stallone is really riding this Creed momentum. Yo, Unfortunately, he is the only representative of this movie, Creed. Um, but what a comeback story, right? Like oh my he, God. like t- when did the first Rocky come out? Like twenty years ago. D- what? That that would be nineteen ninety. That would be nineteen ninety six. Forty years ago. Forty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he, he made like, the first Rocky when he was 40 <laughs> shut up shut up Steve um, I clearly don't know the passage of time um, so like <laughs> it's fine uh, like 40 years ago he yeah. made he made Rocky and it won best picture he was nominated for best, best actor, director best director um and here we are, so many years later, and he's Damn. he's managed to do it. And I think he's won a bunch of awards, like, during this season. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't 
I don't know. I do. Is he good in? Uh, did I already ask you this? Is he good in Creed? Yeah, I mean, he's or is good. It's more like a nostalgic thing. I don't. I, it, I don't get it, it. It's totally a nostalgic thing. He's good. He's great. He's 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 awesome in it, right? But I, he's not like I'm trying to think. Uh, he's just not. He's not phenomenal. He doesn't like pop off. The screen because or anything. Michael B. Jordan does. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just he's good. Don't get me wrong, he's yeah. so good, and he totally deserves to be nominated. But uh, do you, does he like some people don't? Even, I feel like some people didn't even think that. I he, think so. Yeah, I think, but it's not better than. It's not like so much. So here are the odds, right? Like he's the he's the favorite, and his odds are are two to seven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Rylance for Bridges Spies is right behind him with uh, five to two odds. Mark Ruffalo is in last with 40 to 1. But, um, yeah, like, nothing Sly does in this movie is that much better than what, like, these other actors are doing. So I think the odds really are just because he's riding this wave of nostalgia for yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, it is crazy that there's this guy who's being nominated for an Oscar that is, like, the continuation of a story or is the same franchise mm-hmm. Of a movie where he was nominated forty years ago, I that that is insane. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, you know, good for him. Good you know, because because Rocky Five was terrible, and Four Six was great. Was it not? I'm pretty sure I love Four. Rocky Four. Oh, did I say Four? No, you said Five was bad, so I was like Four was. Great. Oh, Four. Four, yeah. I think, is most people's favorite. Okay. okay. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I get. I get some right. pushback on that. Uh, I think Four is. Is a lot of people's I'm sorry, favorite. How many Rockies are there? Uh, six. Is that necessary? No, because the last two weren't. Okay, so one, two, three, four. Amazing. All right? four of them are. All amazing. four. So freaking good, right? Five was a hot mess because I think five was the one where it was the first one he didn't like write and direct oh. himself. If I'm not mistaken, which I can fact check now, but I believe Rocky Five was the one that he didn't. Um, Oh, no. So he wrote the screenplay, but he didn't direct it, right? That one was terrible. Wow, it's 28 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, That's super terrible. Bad. Super bad. Six was all right. Okay. You know, it was, like, passable, you know? And I think that's what we wanted from, like, the end, from, like, the last movie of the series. Yeah. You know, something that was just, like... Passable. Passable, you know? Something that isn't, like, an embarrassment. Because five was... Rocky... Five was so bad that Rocky Six was called Rocky Balboa because they didn't want to have the number six... Because they didn't want people to be like, oh, which one was five again? Right. You know, like, that's how bad it was. Um, Do you think he made six to redeem him? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I think I think he even, like, mentions that in, like, an interview or okay. something. Like, that's what I had to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. I think you're probably right. He's probably he's probably going to win. Um, do I think he deserves it? I mean, he's not undeserving. Yeah. He's just, I don't think he deserves to be the overwhelming favorite is all. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's my favorite. My favorite category and my favorite thing uh, about our ballot. So, so we're now at Best Picture. We're now at Best Picture. You know, right? I was just telling Steve, it's sometimes boring when the biggest award of the night is like there's a sure like mm-hmm. fire um, front runner because it just you, like you wait all night for this big award yep. and if you know who's going to win, it's not as fun. But this year, there's a 
bunch of different ways this can go. Yeah, I mean, you know what? what what's really cool is that, like, uh, yeah, I have, no, I have no idea who's going to win. I have... I, you know what it is? I feel like for a lot of the ones that I chose, it's like, oh, this is who I think is going to win, and that's kind of tied directly to who um, I want to mm-hmm. win almost. This is the one where I'm just like, I, I have no idea if this person, if this movie's going to win. I, I, I'm like just using my gut to go with it because this can, like you said, this can go so many different ways. So the nominees are The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Martian, Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Um, who do you have winning Best Picture? So I have The Revenant winning. Mm. I don't know that it's going to happen. <laughs> well, who do you have? I have Spotlight winning. And I, ha- I have no... I Like, if you asked me to give it, like, a percentage... Yeah. I wouldn't even be able to... I'd say somewhere between zero and, like... I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what the range is. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even give you a percentage. Um, so uh, the for the Vegas odds, I don't know, not Vegas odds, but for the, the odds that I'm looking up, um, we have the top two, right? So Revenant uh, has the top odds at one to two. Spotlight has uh, is right behind it with five to two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want you to, to tell everyone what you told me right before we started recording. And you're like, we might both get this wrong. Um, who's, who, who's got some steam going into this thing and sure. why? So I, I've been doing some research because <laughs> I love this stuff. And I think the big short over the last couple of weeks, um, has gotten a lot of steam for whatever reason. So it just recently won the PGA, which is the Producers Guild Award for mm. Best Picture. And I think that's gotten everybody in sort of like a tizzy. Mm. Um, and I also will say we are recording this podcast on a Wednesday before the Oscars and voting closed yesterday on Tuesday. So this race is still was still wide open as of a day ago. Um I think the Producers Guild Award has a really good um like a pro- it's a really good predictor of who will win best picture. I think um the only like mar that it has on its record is that in 2013 um gravity and 12 years a slave uh won as mm-hmm. a tie and the oscar actually went to argo so i think that's one of the very few examples where like this was not an indicator of um the best picture winner at the at the academy awards with that said though so here's my thing so the revenant Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm going with it is because it seems like such an Oscar movie to me. Yeah. You know, it's a long movie. Inoritu directed it. Yeah, yeah. Production value is high. Production value is high. Leonardo DiCaprio is tortured. It just, it screams the Oscars. Um, it won the Director's Guild Award for Inoritu. Mm-hmm. It also won ba- the BAFTA, which is the British Academy Film and Television Awards. Hmm. Um, and like, you know, some people count that as one of the yeah. awards for leading into the award season. My argument that I have for Spotlight, which is your pick, mm-hmm. was that it won the Screen Actors Guild. And what I was saying beforehand about the actors making up the most of the Academy, I think 
give Spotlight a really good chance. Yeah. So if I had to rank it, I would still go with The Revenant, but I would put Spotlight in second and The Big Short in third. And then Mad Max is just the movie that I want to win and <laughs> uphold this, like, <laughs> whole system. You know, I think the reason I chose Spotlight, and I, and I agree with you, I think um, the, Reverend, the Revenant does have a great chance of winning. The reason I went with Spotlight, though, and, and I think... You know, the more I'm reading about it, the the reason even the big short has like an outside chance. Well, depending on who you ask, has a has an inside chance, I guess. Is because um, if they go for uh, relevancy, mm-hmm. right? You know, Spotlight and Big Short are way more relevant than than the Revenant. Right. I'm having a really hard time. I have to say it very slowly to differentiate between the words Revenant and relevant. <laughs> but um, I think the Academy. I think they care about that stuff. I think they care yeah. about being relevant, you know? Um, and that's why I think, that's why I chose Spotlight. I totally agree with everything you've said, you know, specifically about The Revenant, but I think um, they do care about being relevant, about upholding these movies that, you know, shine lights on these different, uh, you know, they like. They like rewarding zeitgeisty mm-hmm. movies. You know, I think uh, Spotlight and The Big Short are, are some, you know, I think actors like to be on the forefront of causes. Yeah. You know, so. I would like to say that, like, the votes are going to be split amongst those three and, like, my Mad Max is going to, like, slide in there. I, I mean. I, I mean, I don't think that will happen. Y- you know what? You, you bring up a good point. Okay, so the year that 12 Years of Slave and Gravity split. Yeah. Right? Do you, do you think... There are times because I don't think anyone had Argo winning, right? That was that was. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was kind of out of the blue. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think Argo. I think Twelve Years a Slave was like that was the, the overwhelming favorite. Um, but do you think there are movies where like they cannibalize each other's votes? And then a movie yeah. kind of just like comes yeah, and in. I think that happens not just in the best picture category, but in the actor category, and so on and so forth. Like I think it happens all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think for Argo, uh, I don't know. Like I, there was a whole big hoopla about Ben this being like Ben Affleck's like best directing work, and people loved like his directing and what he was able to do with the movie and he wasn't nominated so a part of it I felt like was like sticking it to like the man or like whatever and giving him giving Argo the biggest award of the night because Ben wasn't recognized blah 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 so um I don't I think I'm like veering off from like what your original point was but yeah which is going back to what we had for original screenplay and adapted screenplay like I feel like that was also another reason why I picked The Revenant because I feel like they can um, reward Spotlight in the original screenplay category and, and reward The Big Short in the best adapted screenplay category and then just give the thing to exactly. The Revenant because yeah, The Revenant yeah. wasn't nominated for any screenplay awards. So that automatically you know, makes it a easier thing to do. For sure, for sure, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, okay, let's take a quick break here and then we'll be back... Um, with some other stuff. But yeah, if you have a, an office pool and you need help filling out a, bat, a ballot, I I guarantee you, if you follow what we say, you're going to win. I guarantee you. And, and if if you don't, you know, money money back. Well, no, 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 because no, they, they might actually be having some money. No, 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 no I don't guarantee it. No, I take it back, back, I take it back, I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. What I, what I mean is, uh, you know, 
just uh, give it a shot. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. All right, uh, we're back, and so uh, we're introducing a new segment. Uh, hopefully, we can, I don't know, maybe we can do week not yeah. weekly, but every time we record. Hopefully, we can do it. Um, I don't know if there's enough stuff for us, uh, but we'll see. There's always stuff. That's true. There is always stuff. Um, so this segment is uh, obsession of the week, obsession of the month, obsession of the whatever recording, obsession of the episode, <laughs> obsession of the episode, um, where we'll go. Uh, we'll each. Talk about something that we are obsessed about at the moment. Um, I like yours a lot, so why don't we start off with yours? Because it is something I am also quasi obsessed about. Yeah, yes. go ahead. So I'm obsessed this week with two um, soundtracks to Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is Waitress, and it's um, it's actually not a Broadway show yet. It's going to go into Broadway previews at the end of March, mm-hmm. um, but it's based on an indie film of the same name um, starring mm-hmm. Carrie Russell oh. um, and uh, the guy from Castle whose name I can't remember, Nathan Fillion. Um, but the music is so great, and the reason why the soundtrack is out is because the music for this musical was written by Sarah Bareilles mm-hmm. and she released um, an album recently of with all of the songs um, mm-hmm. from Waitress. So I feel like I'm going to show up like and just be mouthing no, no. the words. <laughs> Which leads me to my second second obsession. Oh, this is this is I can't uh, I can't wait for this. The Hamilton soundtrack. So Hamilton. it's on Spotify and I listen to it at work and so because of that like I haven't actually like listened carefully to the words, but I imagine by the time I get tickets to this thing, which I think will be in 2018, I will have known, I will know all of the words from all of the listening that I will have done. Um, if you guys don't know what Hamilton is, it's the hottest Broadway musical. Not just Broadway, this is the, the hottest, hottest thing, thing in like pop culture yeah, right it's now. It's so hard to get tickets for. Um, I literally think, yeah, you can go see it tomorrow, but you have to pay like $700 mm-hmm. or like the next available, like, le- like decently priced seats are, like, sometime in, like, 2017. So, for those of you who have seen it, I'm je- dying of jealousy. No one listening to this has, has seen, seen it. it. It's Im- that is impossible. You, None of them. Are you sure about that? I'm 100% sure. There's only one person, two people, technically, that you and I know that have that ha- seen it. that's gone to seen it. And they, they're not listening <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> so, I will say, though... Um, you know, the resale value also has been really high with anything like mm-hmm. this. And I think the producers are recognizing that in a little a, a little bit. So um, they are doing um, what they're called, I think it's called like Hamilton for a Hamilton lottery. So oh. Steve, I'll send you the link. But Please every do. day, almost every day, um, there's a lottery. So the way Broadway lotteries work is that like you have to actually show up and like wait in this line and then they like oh yeah I've heard of that but this is online because they know that not everybody can make it so the only caveat is that so you enter to Uh in this lottery Hamilton for Hamilton so tickets are ten dollars they're not horrible seats either they're great seats for ten dollars and you get two tickets um, should we be saying this out loud well you know what Forget everything. Never mind. There is no lottery. What? No, but that, um, that's really cool. But it's nice, and um, you know, it gives people with not a lot of like you know that's awesome. 
not a lot of opportunities to go see something like this, um, a chance to see it, and a very, like, you know, like, it's not, those, they're not nosebleed seats, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. But back to the Hamilton soundtrack, it's awesome. And Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is the creator and star of the show, um, he... He is Hamilton, right? He is Hamilton. He's a genius, and everything he touches is kind of gold. What, did, what was the one he did before? In the Heights. It was a hip-hop musical, mm-hmm. and um, he actually wrote... Fun story. He wrote Hamilton while he was on break from... I think I read that too, yeah. Or on vacation. Um, He picked up a biography of Hamilton and was like instantly inspired by it. So the soundtrack is so great and it actually won a Grammy last week. Um, And they, like it was so strange to see the Grammys do this, but obviously the cast was in New York. The Grammys were at the Staples Center in LA Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, obviously the cast of Hamilton, they have a show to do on Broadway in New York so they like live satellite I, yeah they did it like in their it. venue mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Yeah. and it was awesome and I can only imagine what it would have been like to be an audience member um, at, the, at that show because A it was being recorded like it was being live broadcast for the Grammys and also they ended up winning and Lin-Manuel Miranda if you can YouTube this um, he wraps his uh, acceptance yeah. speech and it's awesome I don't I mean I think he does he's done this before um, when he's won other things uh-huh. So it's not like, whoa, but like, he's such a genius and the soundtrack's so great. So those are my two obsessions. Yeah. I'm just to, before we move on from Hamilton, um, it, like whenever I listen to like interviews or, or podcasts or, or read anything, everyone mentions Hamilton mm-hmm. right now. Like no matter what industry, movie, yeah. TV, music, um, I didn't watch the Grammys at all, but the only part I watched was that Hamilton performance. It you didn't is, watch Kendrick Lamar's performance? No, not oh, yet. that's so interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I mean, I've heard a good thing. I, I, It's one of the things that I'll eventually... I'll eventually mm-hmm. watch the Kendrick Lamar one, but I actually... I loved... You know when he performed with Imagine Dragons that one year? Yeah. Did you, you like know, that? I, I liked that a okay. lot. You I know? felt like people thought it was weird. Well, I mean, it was a little weird, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, and so I'll probably watch this one eventually, but... You, I mean, my point is, that, like, the Hamilton one was the only one where I was like, I have yeah. to watch this. Yeah, it was so um, good. Yeah. Uh, so my obsession of the week is uh, American Crime Story, uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson on FX. Yes. Um, so here's the thing. I'm, like, so I'm super into pop culture. I'm super into TV. And uh, I, I try to watch as many pilots or different TV shows as I can. Um, Can I ask you a side question? Yeah, sure. So if you're doing that, how many episodes do you give something before you're like, I'm done? That, that is a great question. That's a great question because um, that, that's like what this leads into, right? So the thing is, um, uh, Janelle likes to watch TV shows with me. Mm-hmm. And so if she's out on it, it's really hard for me to keep watching that, that TV show because uh-huh. she doesn't want to watch it. Um, so, for example, uh, we watched Billions on Showtime, and I liked it. I liked Billions. She's like, eh. And so it's hard to keep up with it if she isn't super into it because I'm like, you know, when we have downtime, I'm like, oh, do you want to watch it? She's like, not really. I'm like, all right. Um, So we watched Billions, and she says this all the time. She's like, oh, we always watch like one or two episodes of of something, and we don't really keep going. Um, American Crime Story was the first TV show I started with her where Mm -hmm. she was like. I need to watch the next one. I need to watch the next one. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Was she like really young when this? So here's happened? the thing. Part of part. So I love it because I'm like it's like a throwback. Yeah. To, I think we talked about I, this before. Yeah, like so, how obsessed we are with like the '90s and also yeah. like this. This. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody knows where they were when like the Bronco chase. Was yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She. Does not. She was like, "Who's OJ Simpson?" Okay, great. <laughs> she was like, "She was like, I've heard that name, but I have no idea who he is or what he did." Or she was like, "Didn't he like murder someone?" And um, it's interesting when because like the only person she is like, "Oh, I know, I know her is she, when she heard the name Kardashian." She's like, "Oh, is that like Kim Kardashian, is that their dad?" Yeah. Um, so I, I love it. I think it. I think it's so great, and it's funny because I think that very first episode you and I recorded, we were super down on Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Right, and I still am. Like this hasn't. This doesn't make me really think anything different of him. Um, but uh, I, I love the show. I think the casting isn't great, but it doesn't. It almost like doesn't even matter. It's almost like even more fun watching these famous people pretend to be other mm-hmm, famous, famous people. people. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I remember where I was during the Bronco chase. And I even remember at the time being like, what is, cause, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Why is this car on every channel? And I remember... Were you watching the game, the finals? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, here's the thing, though. I don't know if... Because I was, I was, like, super young, mm-hmm. but I was still, like cognizant yeah of like you know current events right and so i think I, I can't tell if i was watching it live or if it was like something that was on the news all the time because i what i do remember i was watching tv and i kept changing the channel but it was on every channel i remember asking my dad i was like what why why is this on every channel mm-hmm. and i think you know he was like an, he's an immigrant so he was like i have no idea either you know, yeah. but I think it was only years later. Where I was like, "Oh, that's what you know. Yeah. That's what I was watching." Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, this 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 TV show is so it's so well done. It is so good. You know, um, I'm a, I told you that I'm like an episode behind mm-hmm. of the last episode that aired. Um, but the Bronco Chase episode, which I think was the second one. Yeah, yeah, season, yeah. Holy moly! Like. Because you and I, our only reference to it is just seeing a, like an image from a helicopter yep, I'm, of this, the white. Everyone knows exactly down. what that but image is. Yeah, this episode really takes you into like mm. what's happening in the car, what's happening at OJ's house, mm-hmm. um, and it was so intense. And you know how it ends because he doesn't die. Yeah, like, he doesn't kill himself. He doesn't yeah. kill himself. Like he doesn't get shot at by the police. But it was so. Um, like suspenseful anyway and well I just made thought TV. it was such a good episode or an hour of television yeah so I completely agree with your obsession yeah and you know it, it even like highlights things like that I didn't know like I didn't know that wasn't his Bronco right you know and I didn't know I didn't know I, I mean I think everyone else knew it because they were a little older but like because we were so young mm-hmm. I didn't know he wasn't the one driving right you yeah know? no I, I I don't think I knew that and this the guy who was driving him is like Blind Theo emotion. Huxtable, man. <laughs> That's like I think one of the the fun parts about watching this show is just as you said, like seeing these really famous actors playing 
these parts, and you're just like, wait, like <laughs> David Schwimmer, like I'm now like he is so he is so good he's in this. He's so good. Who knew Ross Geller <laughs> would make the perfect Robert Kardashian? So, um, so yeah, like the guy who was actually driving um, the Bronco and like his like blind devotion to like OJ, mm-hmm. like it's it's incredible stuff. Um, so you haven't watched last week's episode. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen episode three, but I made you watch the first, the the cold opening of episode three because I wanted to reference it here, right? So um, I don't know how to feel about this and I don't know what they're doing. So feel free to, to chime in whenever. So I'm, yeah. I'll start it off. Um, so in the beginning of episode three, there's uh, a scene where David Schwimmer as Robert Kardashian takes the Kardashian kids. It's Kim, Chloe, Courtney, and Rob Jr., mm-hmm. right? He takes his kids out to uh, Father's Day brunch, and they show up at this restaurant, and there's a huge line, and he's like, oh, how long for a wait? How long is the wait for five? And the waitresses or the hostesses immediately recognize him, give him a table, and the kids start talking about fame and celebrity, and mm-hmm. he goes on this monologue about how, you know, we are Kardashians, and that means, you know, we don't... I don't know, it's something about, like, you being a celebrity isn't worth it if you don't work hard and you don't earn it and yeah. you know Kardashians are about working hard and clearly they are I don't know what they're saying exactly but mm-hmm. they're commentating on the state of celebrity yeah. on the Kardashians themselves I don't know if they're using them as an example or talking about them like specifically them um yeah I mean he has a line that's just like um fame is fleeting and it's hollow Mm, and it's such a like it's almost like such a slap in the face to the Kardashians that they that this is the scene where he's giving that speech and that's all they built their entire like fortune on being famous for really doing nothing but um so it was really interesting but Khloe Kardashian recently um came out and said like she she said that she like watches the show and she really appreciates um like the show's portrayal of her dad uh-huh. um and she was like but there are a couple of things that like are wrong like you know when like oj was like contemplating like suicide like she, he apparently did it in her room not kim's room so there are like little Who things like that. About that but like it was just funny like i like she wasn't like oh god like I, I can't watch the show because, like, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but. So, yeah, I mean, that, that part is so interesting to me. You know, like, I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to say about the state of celebrity in America, and I don't know what they're trying to say about the Kardashians, either in using them, like, like I said, either using them as a reference or, like, you know, talking about them specifically. But either way, it's super interesting. I mean, I feel like if you really think about it, like, O.J. Simpson was really, like, the first our first big reality star, like his entire trial good point. played out on TV. It was the trial of the century. It was the trial of the century. And like that just kind of like, I feel like the whole thing, like the Bronco chase that I'm obsessed with, um, his trial, like everything was done in front of the cameras. And it was sort of like this big, it opened the door to a lot of the reality stuff that we see today. So, um, just so good. It's so fascinating. You know what the, the show is? The only person who's 
uh, image it's changed for me is Johnny Cochran. Mm. You know, I feel like my idea of Johnny Cochran was um, you like so you make a really great point. Like I knew about Johnny Cochran, I knew he his name, yeah. and I knew he was a lawyer. And I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I, I before I even knew what lawyers did, I was yeah. like, "Oh, Johnny Cochran, Judge he's a lawyer." Ito. Yeah, just all like, of them, you know. And I remember um, when I uh, the reason the, it's this is really weird because this is like before the internet. Mm-hmm. So all the information I got about the trial were from jokes on like Jay Leno, like you know when yeah, Jay Leno used yeah, to come out and yeah, do a monologue. monologue. Um, and he'd reference Johnny Cochran. He'd reference the trial. That's where I got like my information from. And it's so bizarre to think about now. And I always kind of thought, um, whenever I thought about Johnny Cochran, I thought of, um, do you remember the, uh, the lawyer on Seinfeld? Do you know Jackie something? Um, oh my gosh, why am I not remembering? Here, if I show you a picture, um, Jackie Childs, this guy. As the lawyer. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that is what I thought of when I thought of Johnny Cochran. Because I think, I think he's like very loosely based as like a caricature uh-huh. of Johnny Cochran. So I was just like, oh, it's just this like fast talking, swindling like lawyer. But um, the way the, the TV show portrays him, it's like this African-American lawyer who has his ear to the ground, mm-hmm. who's who notices that there's you know, like, um, a powder keg about to explode with, you know, uh, race relations with, with the LAPD, you know, and he's waiting, he's chomping at the bit to kind of get like this high profile case. And, um, he's the one who's like, whose image has really changed, you know, after all this, Mm -hmm. everyone else, like not Really? Yeah. But he's the one where I'm just like, oh, that is an interesting take on Johnny Cochran. I have a character like that, too, and it's the opposite. The oh God, what is his name? Now I'm, like, totally blanking. Robert Shapiro? Uh-uh, the, um, the defense lawyer who's black. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. Um, Darden, Chris Darden. Mm-hmm. Chris Darden. Um, you know, I think the show is so compelling. Or, yeah, the show is so compelling because it... I think it this will come into play a lot more as the trial progresses, but the whole race relations, like yeah, yeah. like it's it's come it's bubbling up, but I think it will really come into play in the later episodes mm-hmm. as we get as we progress into like the trial itself. Um but you know, I just never thought of um I just never gave it a second thought when I like think of like not the defense, the prosecution team. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Marsha Cross and yep, Chris yep. Darden. Is that his name? I don't know. Um, but, you know, in the first couple of episodes, like, he's, like, I don't know. Like, there are a couple of scenes where, like, he's watching the chase happen and he's at oh, his like, family's yeah, house yeah, and, like, or whatever. The, and they're the all, backyard or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and his entire family's, like, oh, but he's innocent. Like, you're not going to take that case, are you? And so, like, it's so, it, to me, like, that, like, was so interesting um, and just this story that I would have never thought of. And yeah. you know what? Like, who knows if half these things are real or fake or whatever, because it is a fictionalized version, albeit a fictionalized version of a real Life thing that happened. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I feel like we can talk forever about yeah. this. I mean, it's riveting. It's, it's so great. Good. If you haven't watched it, totally, 
totally find it somehow. I think it streams on Hulu. That's mm-hmm. how we watch it. Um, you know, Hulu comes with ads or whatever, but it, it's so it's worth so it. Good. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, when if you get a chance, uh, listen to the Hamilton soundtrack on Spotify. Uh, give uh, American Crime Story a watch on Hulu. Uh, you definitely, I don't think you'll regret either of those Mm-mm. for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll be back next time with some more stuff. So take care. Want to say bye? Bye, guys. Good luck with your Oscar pool. <laughs> bye. <laughs>